0: Hello, this is Rami Yakoub. I'm the Executive Director of the Tahrir Institute for Middle East Policy, also known as Timeapp Today, I'm joined by TimeMap's non-resident fellow, Shaima Bouhlal, who is based in Tunisia. Shaima is an independent consultant, and over the past few years, her work has focused on the decentralization reforms taking place since the adoption of the Tunisian Constitution in 2014. Currently, she is a bi-weekly contributor to the Tunisian political news broadcast 5050. Shaima, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you, Rami.
0: On July 25th of this year, Tunisian President Kais Saeed froze Parliament's activities and dismissed the Prime Minister by invoking Article 80 of the Constitution. Shaima, what was going on in Tunisia prior to President Saeed's decision?
1: Tunisia was preparing to celebrate the passing of a decade since the 17th of December, the symbolic date on which the revolution started. And the 14th of January, the date on which Ben Ali was ousted, it was also preparing to celebrate seven years since the promulgation of the Constitution and heading towards the completion of two years of the second mandate of a democratically elected parliament and president. But Tunisia was also dealing with a global pandemic poorly. There were delays in vaccine purchases, a saturated public health system with soaring death tolls reaching 20,000 deaths. That's one death in 800. It was equally hitting rock bottom economically and financially with soaring foreign debt and declining investment in development projects. Inflation was burning holes in every family pocket, and unemployment was burning the hopes for a decent living for many. There was also a government that was dubbed the worst in the history of the country in terms of policy performance, trust, and respective humans. To give you an example, a 15-year-old was stripped naked on the streets during a podcast, during a protest, and this was video Images of violence, both verbal, political, and physical, were also present in parliament, and a parliament that seems to be even more disconnected from the concerns and needs of citizens, and continue to support the failure of the government just to sustain a breath fair with a president who's elected without any formal political organization and who seemed to himself be promising a large pool of electors that this form of politics is to be wished goodbye. No more political parties as they have failed to respond to people's needs and to change the reality on the ground.
0: So, what has Said's invocation of Article 80 meant in practice?
1: In the Constitution, Article 80 describes a state of exception in the case of imminent threat that risks the state, its security, and its independence, which hinders the normal functioning of state structures. Article 80 gives the president the power to take the necessary measures to fight the mentioned threat for the purpose of restoring the normal functioning of the state. This gives a lot of power under the president, but this has to happen with the collaboration of the parliament and the government. What Tayyib did was basically declare the institutions themselves as an imminent threat both parliament and government. Is this imminent threat that was meant by the constituents who were drafting the constitution and voting on it? I doubt it, but does Said have the popular support to define the threat as he wishes and sees? Yes, and he did. 9 p.m. on July 25th, Saeed announced that he is temporarily suspending the parliament, dismissing the government, and claiming public prosecution power, so basically claiming all three powers. Two hours after that, he seemed to back down from claiming the public prosecution, but stuck to suspending parliament temporarily, which also includes revoking judicial immunity from members of parliament, and to dissolve the government.
0: Great. So real quick, what is uh, August 24th' significance in your opinion?
1: Article 18 of the Constitution suggests a deadline for the use of the state of exception in order for it to really remain exceptional. Saeed did announce verbally and in the presidential decree that was published that the state of exception will last for a month and that the parliament will be suspended for only a month. But he also mentions that he can renew the time period. With the absence of a constitutional court, no one can set a limit for this uh, state of exception but Saeed himself, who we must remind the, the those who are listening to us. He's a constitutional law professor. So if he sets that limit for himself, it suggests that he is sticking to the constitution. If he doesn't, it suggests that he will forever cross it and perhaps suggest a new Uh, temporary constitution. August 24th will mark the end of the 30-day period. What Saeed decides on that date and what legal basis he uses will suggest the future political outcomes. It's important to note that technically the parliament is on its annual vacation and its ordinary session resumes in October. This means that Saeed can easily push the suspension for another month without doing any procedural constitutional harm. But what evidence is there that a parliament not the Parliament will go back to functioning and at what political cost would that be to Said, who is despite his clean political history and popular support he is a political player after all
0: yeah it's certainly a, a very um, intense issue all eyes are in Tunisia for the uh, you know for this upcoming date of uh, august twenty fourth um Shaima, thank you so much for joining me and we're all gonna be watching it uh, what's happening and uh, keep up the great work thank you so much thank you Rami. thank you